This special Answers for Elders podcast honoring military veterans is sponsored by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. My name is Chuck Olmstead, and we're at Patriots Landing in DuPont, Washington for Answers for Elders. And with me today is David Ross. He's retired Navy uh, as a lieutenant commander. And David, I want to welcome you to Answers for Elders. Thank you, Chuck. Well, I love to hear some of the stories of uh, of our veterans. And uh, you were in the Navy. What uh, what year did you join the Navy? It was in the spring of 1943. Right in the middle of World War II. Yes. <laughs> So let's let's walk back a little bit. So uh, had you uh, had you gotten out of high school yet? Were you just graduated? What's a... no? I graduated from high school in a class of forty one in Yakima. I see. What was life like in Yakima in the in the early days in the late thirties, early forties? Well, it was starting to prosper then. They were doing well. So the Depression was 29, and so did they feel the effects of the Depression as much in Yakima? That was more agricultural, so was it as tough uh, in the the early 30s? Yes, it certainly was. Mm -hmm. You know, my fellow students, I could see that they were suffering. Uh Uh-huh. What did your what did your family do for a living there in Yakima? My father was a building contractor. He built uh, cold storage warehouses and uh, uh, fairly good-sized buildings. Yeah. So, uh, and you graduated from high school from Yakima? Yes, 1941. Yeah, yeah. So what was that like in 1941? You would have graduated in the spring of 41, probably. Yes, it was in June. In June. And then... um, December 7th, 1941, at Pearl Harbor. What was that day like for you? Well, it was a Sunday morning. I was uh, attending the University of Washington. Actually, I was sleeping in that Sunday morning. And I turned the radio on and heard the, uh, the, uh, about the bombing in, uh, at Pearl Harbor. And my older, oldest brother was there at that time. He was in, Har- in Pearl Harbor at the yes, time? Yes, yes. Uh, he came through that okay? Yes, yes. He came back and went into uh, submarines, and then he spent the Pacific at the submarine service in the Pacific area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you were UW at the time, so you were there for another year, year and a half before you joined the Navy. Yes. Tell me about that experience of joining the Navy. <laughs> well, I wasn't real anxious at the time, but... Uh, I guess I was fortunate because when I went, uh, when I reported in, I was asked if I wanted to go Navy, Army, or Marines, and I told them Navy because the brother was in that. Mm-hmm. So, what was your first assignment out of the out of boot camp? Out of boot camp I was to go to the Naval uh, Aviation Machinist Mate School in Norman, Oklahoma. And then after that, I went to gunnery school in Purcell, Oklahoma. And after that, I went to aircraft instrument school in Chicago. And from there, I was sent to uh, Latha, Kansas, the Naval Air Transport Service. 
So you spent uh, most of uh, World War II in the States. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Well, you kept us safe. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. I did have a submarine cruise, but it was on Lake Michigan. Interesting. So, and I've talked to a few uh, folks. I mean, I don't think young people recognize or understand, even mm. even though the war was in the Pacific and over in Europe. Yet there was a lot of secu- there were a lot of security concerns along the coasts and along oh, yes. the waterways of concerns yes. of submarines coming in, or you know. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of worry about that, mm-hmm. and I think there were was an incident in Oregon where there were some shells were lobbed ashore, but I wasn't close to that. The Naval Air Transport Service, where I was, and was the air, the Navy had an airline that worked from uh, Oakland, California, to Patuxent River, Maryland, and uh, where I was. Uh, station in Olathe was the midpoint, the overhaul and uh, repair facility for the airline. Interesting. So you were basically an aircraft mechanic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. During the war. Yeah. What kind of planes? Well, we called them R4Ds. The Army called them C-47s. The uh, civilians called them DC-3s. DC-3s. Yeah. And those were huge workhorses back in those days. Yes, they were. Yeah. Mm. In fact, uh, maybe after we're recording here, I'll show you a picture of a of a DC-3, a, a refurbished DC-3 I was in a, a while back. A beautiful, beautiful plane. Really interesting. Well, yes, they were. However, along that line, uh, I saw one several years after the war that was I could tell the bureau number on it was still on it and it was being used as a tractor in the, in the Antarctic they'd <laughs> taken the wings off and they it had skis on it instead of wheels interesting yeah well I remember as a kid uh the the DC3 uh it was Ozark Airlines back in the Midwest and they were flying DC3s into our airport back yeah. in the late 60s and so uh you know they those planes stayed in use for a long long time after many the war. many years yeah, yeah yeah so what else did you do in the navy uh where else did you serve well following uh, uh the what the end of the war came and I was released I immediately joined the Ready Reserve, and uh, then I reported in in Seattle at Sandpoint, the Naval Air Station there, and I belonged to a patrol squadron there. Tell us about Sandpoint, because most people don't, I mean, they know it was a naval station, but they really don't know what that was all about back then. Well, that's what it was, naval station, Uh and uh, did a lot of training there, and... uh, I, I was there for 19 years in the Ready, ready Reserve. Interesting. Yeah. So was there, uh, I'm sure there was an airstrip then along there. Oh, yes. You oh, know, yeah. and so what were they landing there? What, what kind of planes was it? Uh, PBYs, the, the flying boat, and, and then we had trainer planes, SNBs and JRBs, mm-hmm. and uh, PV-2s, uh, similar to what... Uh, uh, 
the, the lady that was lost in the ocean. Oh, uh, Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, mm-hmm. yeah, like similar the, to what she had been floating. So was how many years at Sandpoint then? I was there for 19 years, and while I was there, then I went back to the University of Washington, and I qualified for a commission. And so I was commissioned in 1948. I see. In '48, so you were you were served for several years as a commissioned officer. Yes. In the Navy. Yeah. 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 So how long did Sandpoint then stay as an active naval base? Well, it was still active while I when I retired in 1966, but then the they started moving the reserve components to Whidbey Island, mm-hmm. and uh, but then I I was clear out of the picture then because mm-hmm. I was living living in Eastern Washington at that time, so I didn't keep up with what was going on at Sandpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were as a reservist then. So that was uh, what uh, once uh, one weekend a month, that type of a thing. Yes, one weekend a month, and then we did two weeks trading during the summer usually, and then I took some extra uh, maintenance officer classes at, uh, in California. Mm-hmm. So what did you do during your your weekdays then? Were you uh, uh, as far as uh, you know as an occupation? Yeah, an occupation. <laughs> I was a banker. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And how many years as a banker? Uh, 38. 38 years. It was Ranger Bank, and uh, mostly, beginning it was the National Bank of Commerce, then it became, changed the name to Rainier. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, it, there were various uh, acquisitions and Mergers and uh, I retired from Security Pacific of Los Angeles. I I remember that bank well. We do. <laughs> yeah, uh, my brother worked for Security Pacific in Los Angeles, and and uh, when we first moved here um, in 1990, the, our it was well C First Bank, which was Security Pacific, right? Wasn't that a C First? Well, that was after after I had retired. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, I'm a Bank of America retiree now. Yes. I was inherited by them. Yeah, yeah, B of A. So, well, interesting. So what would you say was probably an experience out of the Navy that was the most memorable for you? Do you have one in particular? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, heavens. No, no. I... Well, I sort of enjoyed the... uh, Submarine cruise on Lake Michigan. I guess so. Yeah. It was a new boat. It was a hardhead. And it had been uh, launched at uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother was one of the diving officer, I think he was. And, and so he arranged so I could go on that, that cruise. Uh-huh. So out for a couple of days just on a trial run? or <laughs> Just one day. Just one day? <laughs> just out, out and back, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, you're not going to go super deep in Lake Michigan. No, I, I well, I don't know how deep we went, but uh, it wasn't too dramatic. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think I would do well in submarines. Well, you have no sensation because you can't. There are no windows. You can't see what's going on outside. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to have kind of a special personality for that. 
So what brought you here to Patriots Landing? How long have you been here at... at three uh, years. At three years. A little over three years. Yeah. Now, yeah. What made you decide on this place? Well, quite frankly, it was the proximity to um, uh, Manigan and the uh, exchange and the uh, commissary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've... You know, had to have interviewed lots of veterans here at uh, at Patriots Landing, and and uh, I appreciate the the heritage that uh, is here and the respect that they have for veterans, and uh, it's a good place. So, well, I've been uh, speaking with David Ross. He's a retired Navy rank uh, lieutenant commander from the Navy and served 23 years. With the Navy and David, I want to thank you for joining me today on Interest Rovers. Thank you, Chuck. This has been a special Honoring Veterans presentation of Answers for Elders, brought to you by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.